it's not about an industrial estate that you can develop in 10 or 15 years. I think that a successful science park might uh, take maybe 30 years. So it's a long term. So also when you're talking about um, the financial issues, you have to take this long-term uh, perspective. And I think that uh, private uh, companies are somewhat um, uh, better in doing this. You're listening to Building the Future, a podcast by Cadon Science Partner. And my name is Rudy van Beurde. This is a special mini-series about campus development. Because if there's one place where the future is being built, it's here. In this episode, we're going to talk about various governance models of campuses, trying to find out what model is the most successful. I will be discussing this topic with three guests. With me today are Armand van der Laar, elderman at the municipality of Rijswijk, Jacques van Dintre, president of IADP, and Michel Leemhuis, CEO of Cadans Science Partner. Hi. A warm welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Hello. Uh, Michel, to, to start off with you, how are you doing? I think you just came back from one international trip. Well, I'm, uh, I'm doing quite well, thank you. Um, I indeed just came back, just returned from a seminar, a global investor seminar in Paris. What was very interesting and, and useful for us as Cadans. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And in the previous few episodes, we saw some Dutch examples of campuses that Cadans has invested in. But also in episode four, we will see an international one. I have a feeling that one will be based somewhere in a major city in the UK. But for this episode, we're going to zoom in, Jacques, isn't it, at one of the locations at Rijswijk near to The Hague. Mm -hmm. Are you looking forward to it again? Um, I'm very much interested in that kind of development. Um, it's a very interesting one because it's a um, restructuring of an uh, existing um, uh, site. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a new type of um, uh, development, whereas the science park is um, uh, mainly new buildings. Um, th this is a uh, restructuring, uh, restructuring of, an, uh, of, of an existing site um, within a city. Definitely. And the second time that you're joining me within this small series, Jacques from the Innovation Area Development Partnership. Very much welcome to you as well. And then across, across me on the other side of the table is the elderman of the municipality of Rijswijk, Armand van der Laar. Good day. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. Is this your very first experience with a podcast series this is my will be my first uh, uh, podcast indeed so i need to uh, apply my radio voice I oh guess, you no? may <laughs> whatever you like definitely <laughs> and uh, the cases the the topic that we're going to discuss about is public private partnership slash governance and then we have a very easy example or a specific example i have to say which is uh, situated within your municipality uh, armand what are we talking about what is the location about uh, we're talking about uh, 60,000 square meter in the heart of Rijswijk. Rijswijk is a, uh, uh, a medium-sized uh, municipality with uh, 57,000 uh, people right now, inhabitants. Uh, we are growing very fast. Uh, we are uh, 
uh, amongst bigger municipalities. So The Hague is uh, next to the door and uh, we have Delft and also Rotterdam. Uh, they are, of course, much more bigger. Uh, but one third of the municipality will grow in the next 10 to uh, 15 years with 10 to 12,000 uh, houses. Uh, that's, that's one third. That's very big. Uh, and we need to uh, uh, organize facilities and we need to organize uh, work uh, uh, and not only housing for the people who are going to live in Rijswijk. So that's the big challenges. Uh, we are a, a medium uh, municipality, but in a very larger urban area and also part of a knowledge infrastructure, you could say, it, because you have in Leiden a university, uh, uh, Delft, of course, technical university. The Hague is much more developing also, not only as a governmental center, but also uh, from a uh, educational perspective, very much developing. And then uh, at the end of it, you have uh, uh, Rotterdam. And uh, we want to claim our position uh, in this, which Rijswijk uh, already has actually from a, also an economic uh, perspective. It's part of the Plaspoe polder. It's one of the biggest uh, industry areas uh, of, uh, of the region. Uh, lots of companies start as industrial, now also lots of offices and a big office, 60,000 again, square meter of shell. Uh, uh, traditional industry, oil and gas, uh, they uh, uh, left uh, Rijswijk because they uh, did a new uh, real estate uh, They moved to another location. They moved to another location. Uh, and uh, now uh, we have to find solutions, and we have find solutions for uh, this um, uh, gap, which it is now. Let's dive into that. Rijswijk, uh, right next to The Hague in the west of the Netherlands. People from outside of the Netherlands would say Rotterdam, The Hague, Leiden, nearly half of Amsterdam is one big, huge city, actually. We spoke with Gwen from the Leiden Bioscience Park in episode one. But Michel, CEO of Cadans, how did this project came to your awareness? I think that it was at the end of uh, 2017 when Shell announced that he would leave this location. And I must say that it was not immediately on our target list hey, because it's so huge. And also Plaspoel Polder, well, uh, there were some already some vacancy problems in that area. So for us, um, it was um, actually it came on our under our attention when we were approached by consultants uh, of the seller, in this case Shell with the question, uh, Cadans, could this be of interest for you? And if yes, uh, would you like to uh, take a, a deeper look at, uh, at this site? And then we recognized also the potential of this site. Um, and of course, it is, it is so huge and uh, finding a new uh, a purpose for the total area was difficult. So we immediately noticed that we needed to improve the the quality of living in that area so turning it from a nine to five uh, use into a 24 hours seven days per week um, uh, purpose i think that um, also together with the with the municipality uh, this was seen as a possible solution also for us and then we said yeah let's let's go uh, take a, a better look and uh, think about the potential uh, use in the future of course also with the background of shell uh, giving uh, a, a finding a new team of renewable energy well that was very suitable i believe for that area also close to the university of delft uh, University of uh, of Leiden in the in in uh, actually nearby, so uh, that was actually th the main reason why we decided to give some follow up to this uh, project. 
Excellent. So quite challenging maybe on the first side, but with coming up with the idea of an innovation district. Jacques, what I've learned from your colleague, Paul, it's an innovation district when you redevelop and you add several functions and it becomes more livable because it's 24 around the clock. But then um, Cadence holds a lot of expertise in redeveloping these areas. It's doing so in several locations throughout Europe. Um, I guess you would love to be a part of this conversation between these two people about four or five years ago, Jacques. Uh-huh. If we now focus on public-private partnerships, on the governance, what would you advise them? What model to pick? Are there any different models actually in the first place? Uh, yes, there are many. Um, but um, I would like to make a distinction in uh, between management and, um, uh, say, governance. Um, I would say that... Um, The most interesting management uh, model is um, that one where all the things are in one hand, um, say the the land, um, the buildings, because um, it makes management so much um, uh, easier, but it also helps um, uh, people who are in the science park uh, to move easily from one building to another building when um, uh, their business is uh, successful. And there are very good examples of this. For example, in um, uh, Surrey Research Park in uh, in England or uh, the Oxford Science Park, there's only one um, uh, owner and they do everything. Um, Next to that is the uh, the governance uh, model, and that's broader. Then um, th- there can be the municipality, there can be the university um, in this uh, governance um, uh, model. But I think that um, uh, private parties ha- have an important role within that um, uh, governance. You, you can't uh, develop a location like that in, uh, in Rijswijk without the municipality. Um, but the developer has the experience. And... Uh, like the case for Rijswijk, uh, there are not uh, five science parks within Rijswijk. And uh, Cadence has this experience. And I think that this cooperation between the government and um, uh, and an investor developer uh, is very fruitful. Mm-hmm. So then they have to talk with each other. And now it's, it gets clear to me that you just love simplicity. But our previous guest in the previous episode said you have to fight complexity with complexity. <laughs> so there was something going on. But going back to the municipality, it's a wonderful story, obviously, when there's one campus owner who decides what's going on. But from your perspective, Armand, being the elderman, I suppose you have a vision from the municipality, maybe a master plan as well. You don't give it all away and see what happens, I reckon. No, true. So we have a, a couple of uh, challenges, uh, societal, you could say. So we need lots of housing. But in this perspective, two things are most uh, important, and that's economic development. Uh, so we're building houses, but uh, uh, people need the job as well, uh, and uh, also in the vicinity. Uh, and, and so, first of all, economic development. And this is in an industrial uh, area. And our first thought is, how can we uh, uh, increase this economic development? How can we attract more companies and what kind of companies and in uh, you see from a municipal perspective more and more that we are talking about clustering of uh, uh, economic sectors uh, and uh, we can go in uh, about this uh, maybe a little bit later 
Uh, it's all about energy transition and uh, uh, new uh, energy for, for the future, uh, uh, the legacy of the traditional um, uh, industries so oil and gas transforming into the energy transition and specifically geothermal activity. So that's the first one, uh, economic development, the first interest of the government. And the second thing is uh, a great spatial planning. Uh, and that's all about, uh, it used to be uh, separating functions, so housing and shopping and working, and you could also add nature uh, uh, to that uh, uh, equilibrium. But um, uh, now it's all about combining functions. And in the heart of the municipality, but also in the heart of the region, it's next to the uh, uh, our central train station, uh, but also next to the highway, the, the, the A4. Um, uh, it, we need to find the combined that's the whole challenge, uh, uh, combining of functions. So housing, uh, uh, the, maybe a little bit of shopping as well, uh, but and the economic development, education, and that's the uh, what we are looking for, the puzzle actually we have to uh, uh, make. And I completely agree with we cannot do that alone, also from the municipality, because we do not have the experience uh, to manage a campus, for example. And that's that's the form it, it it's going to get, a campus. Uh, we do not have the experience. We do not also not have the financial scope uh, to, to get this. So we need all these partners uh, and to be on the same track. That's a challenge. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, maybe maybe that's a nice add-on. Also, like so many expertise, the knowledge, but also the investments. Um, when we recorded the previous episode, Edward told us afterwards there's even being 500 million euros being invested at the campus Groningen, which holds at its peak 70,000 people. So that's about the size of the whole of Rijswijk mm. that we now learn. So their objective is clear, Michel. Uh, you can bring a lot of knowledge, but actually as Cadans, you're not building houses for people to live in. You build accommodations for innovative organizations. So Correct. you can come up with, with an idea, with a plan, but then you stick to your guns, actually what you're good at. And maybe it's a good idea to focus at one of these things that you're going to develop. And if I'm right, it's going to call, be called at the park. That's true. Uh, well, it, it's, it's not um, only... Uh, on, at the park where we uh, have our activities, of course. And it's more a general approach that we normally take. Um, also in this case, we always have two pillars where we focus upon. Uh, one important pillar is, of course, uh, the, the, the hardware. So uh, the buildings themselves, infrastructure, um, uh, to provide all the necessary functions to your tenants. Uh, the, 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 the physical um, functions, I mean, like gases or... Uh, infrastructure in the buildings um, but it's also about software so you need to do more a lot more than just provide space to your tenants if you really, really want to create a very vivid and, and well-working ecosystem you need to be able to offer additional services and additional services um, there you need to th or you can think of uh, offering startup and accelerator programs um, offering um, of organizing all kinds of events with a very low entrance barrier or highly uh, scientific, um, just to create an opportunity where uh, tenants and scientists can interact with each other so that new crossovers can be established and new 
innovations can be found and also, of course, the societal challenges uh, to be solved uh, that you just mentioned, Amal. Um, so like I said, uh, this is really the approach that we normally take and it's also the same approach that we have in Rijswijk. Mm -hmm. And then uh, to clarify for myself, then you come up with zones where residential housing is being planned in, but another party will actually develop those. Yeah, this is not something that we're going to do by ourselves. Of course, we are in close collaboration with the municipality about all the things that need to be arranged. For example, uh, the zoning plan needs to allow for uh, for of to build to build houses. Um, this is something that we well, already started quite early in this process. I must say that we have a very good and strong working relationships also to solve all the necessary steps that we need to make. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, the, the ecosystem is vital. We hear that is in, in this whole mini-series on campus development. But Jacques, you, you spoke briefly about the difference between management, mostly what is being done at the campus and maybe the governance, so mm -hmm. also outside of the campus. Well, now I have two different, we have two different perspectives here sitting at the table. One long-term developer slash investor and also an elderman from the municipality do sometimes the long and short term of these various organizations bite each other. What do you think? Yes, I think that that is a possibility. Um, for example, uh, I've looked uh, at uh, uh, several science parks in the Netherlands and... Um, I came to the conclusion that only one third of the companies on these um, uh, science parks uh, belong to the target group. So two thirds is there for reasons of image or I don't know what. And um, these science parks are in, uh, were in many cases um, managed by, um, by a municipality. And the problem is that um, a municipality um, doesn't have, not always, but often not a long-term uh, view. So there are people, for example, eldermen, who become nervous after five, six, seven years. It's not going too fast. And, um, well, uh, other companies are welcomed. And I think that a uh, private developer, um, for, for a uh, private developer, it's easier to have such a long-term uh, view. It's not about an industrial estate that you can develop in 10 or 15 years. I think that a successful science park might uh, take maybe 30 years. So it's a long-term. So also when you're talking about um, the financial issues, you have to take this long-term uh, perspective. And I think that uh, private um, uh, companies are somewhat um, uh, better in doing this. Arman, what's your position in this? <laughs> I would say it's completely the opposite. No, <laughs> uh, if you're talking about the long term and short term, uh, uh, so I'm also uh, alderman for um, uh, the spatial planning, and you see lots of uh, uh, real estate uh, uh, companies and uh, project developers who want to go for the bi uh, big buck and, and the quick buck as well. And uh, it's uh, the responsibility of the municipality and specifically the municipal board uh, to go for the long term. Uh, and that's why uh, with uh, several governments, uh, uh, not only the municipality of Rijsseg, but also the provincial government and the, and the regional government and the, the neighboring municipalities, The Hague and Delft, uh, we did research uh, uh, before selling it uh, to, uh, uh, to to Cadans, uh, together with uh, Shell, um, what kind of 
importance and potential has this place in the long run and uh, what kind of um, uh, what do we need in this region to uh, uplift the whole economic potential uh, of the region and uh, I completely agree that uh, specifically if you are uh, financially part of it in a public-private partnership for example then uh, the scope is indeed four years <laughs> with uh, combined with the elections uh, uh, scope uh, because you have to show results uh, within four years mm -hmm. but uh, I'm, I'm very happy with a uh, municipal board and municipal council who uh, really attach lots of uh, value to the long run and uh, are unanimously um, in favor of this plan to make it a, uh, a campus. Yeah. And if you value these things in bids, I suppose, then it's not even the highest bidder that might win, but also the one who has the best motivation maybe. And the one who is willing to stay there for the long term. So I must agree with Armand. There are many developers who are in there for uh, a hit and run, so to say. They want to develop a new building, find tenants and sell it as soon as possible to the market. Uh, you need to have a development company who has a long term approach, um, who really believes in an area, who is willing to invest and, and you're not going to get your money back after your first uh, realization or when you have you found your first tenants. So you really need to be willing um, to invest for the long term and also see the potential of the area. And that's, I think, the only way that you can turn this into a profitable investment. Jacques? Yeah, I, I, I would add to that that um, uh, Cadence is not only a developer but also a manager. And um, there are many developers uh, taking care of the bricks, and that's one of the first uh, things in the first uh, session. It's not about bricks, it's about uh, linkages, it's about innovation and things like that. And um, I think that the position of uh, Cadence in this um, respect is rather unique. Uh, because it's not only about money, but it's also about linkages and adding value to the activities of the firms that are uh, in, the, uh, in these buildings. So a combination of a public and a private party is not so bad in the end at all. Not Chuck. at all. <laughs> I, no, Instead no. of one owner doing it all and deciding... No, I, say, I, I think th this co cooperation is necessary. You need, you need each other. But when it's about um, uh, management sec mm -hmm. on the location... Um, then it would be I, best. I, I, I prefer a, pr a private party, yes. Fair enough. Armand? Uh, I, co I completely agree with that the management, uh, the whole experience of managing a compass, uh, uh, it's better off uh, for a private party to do that. Uh, also with our uh, other private par partnerships, uh, we invest, for example, in also in housing project because uh, housing for uh, uh, with low rents, uh, which are not being produced by the market, uh, we decided to step uh, ourselves into the market and develop it. But uh, a third party is developing it really and has the financial risk as well. Uh, and it's the same because they have the experience uh, and it's the same with managing uh, this kind of uh, compass. Uh, I do not want to uh, uh, go into that for a new activity for the municipality. I think we have to concentrate or we do best. Uh, and it, uh, I uh, want to say what uh, 
uh, said Michel before on having it. It's also about the software of the place, so uh, the things which are happening there, the place making, uh, the facilities uh, which are present. That's also very important. Also in a uh, short run, that's uh, from a, um, a politician's perspective. You want to show something uh, also to the public and also to get the support from the public uh, to stay in it for the long run. So place making in a short uh, uh, on a short term is also very important uh, happenings or uh, uh, adjustments to the building uh, events uh, and that makes a sort of a uh, from a spatial planning perspective you needed uh, a new kind of place the third place it's also called and uh, we have the housing we have the office uh, but now we're creating here a third place uh, where you can also relax and and do your work but also do your private uh, uh, stuff, uh, whichever you do online. Uh, and that's uh, also an example of how a city is developing uh, much more third places instead of separate places. Yes, Jacques, for, uh, I think you even know about very specific specific examples in which greenery and a park-like landscape is already being put in before even the buildings are being developed or yeah. either redeveloped. Uh, again, uh, examples in um, in the UK, uh, for some reason they're doing uh, these kind of developments very well. Um, one is, for example, Cheswick Park. It's not really a science park, uh, but more for the creative industries. Uh, but one of the first things they did is um, uh, creating a large uh, pond uh, with, with a beautiful uh, landscaping around it um, and started with two buildings. And in the end, I think it's uh, 15 buildings now. Another uh, example in, uh, the w in, in the west of um, uh, London is uh, Green Park in, in, in Reading. And uh, a very interesting uh, place because um, the, the, the river there uh, caused all kinds of problems. And uh, they first created a completely new landscape um, and uh, taming the river, to say so. And uh, it's beautiful over there. And landscaping is a very uh, important issue um, in um, in the UK when it's about uh, developing uh, uh, science park and things like that. Just because of, of uh, what uh, the element just um, uh, said, uh, you need recreation. Um, uh, talented people, especially the young people, are looking for completely different um, uh, working environments than, say, 20, 30 years um, ago. So you can't um, uh, you, you can't leave it out. I still regard myself as being young. I don't even have an office, so there's no second space in my life. I'm missing out on something. <laughs> Michel? No, I fully, fully agree uh, what Chuck just mentioned. Uh, we always use a few criteria uh, before we decide to invest in a certain location or region. One is, of course, the availability of talent. And for the availability of talent, it's also needed that it's a very pleasant uh, working environment as well, or a living environment as well. Uh, affordable housing, sufficient uh, capacity, uh, sufficient availability of houses, um, uh, ways to recreate. Uh, that's very important. Connectivity is also very important. I must say that also for Plasburg Polder, uh, this is definitely the case. Um, and last but not least, also the presence and um, a relationship with a knowledge institute like a corporate or a university of university of applied sciences. I must say all these combinations together, that really makes a success uh, also in the long term. Um, we can only be successful if our tenants are successful 
Um, so this is something that we focus upon. And uh, this is also what, what Jacques just mentioned. I think that that, that is key in uh, the investment decision-making process. Many of us here around the table are nodding. We are very agreeable. But Michel, you're traveling the continent and also across the channel in search for new locations. What's on your wish list regarding collaboration with municipalities? I can imagine there are differences within the Netherlands, for example, but also in various other locations, different cultures. What is, from your perspective, uh, perspective being the CEO of Cadence, um, ideal? Well, I, I think that accepting and also um, recognizing that um, the different organizations have different needs and different uh, uh, wishes, that is very important. Um, we always start well, and in, in, in not always, but we always try to start uh, with signing um, collaboration agreements uh, with the, both the uh, Knowledge Institute, so the university, uh, but also with the municipality, where we agree upon a framework uh, where we're going to uh, work with. Um, this framework needs to, well, doesn't have to be a legal agreement, uh, but it needs to um, describe uh, what we can expect from each, each other and what everyone's contribution will be. Um, so that's the starting point for us uh, for a new development. When that's in place, you need to give each other also freedom to make your own decisions. And as long as it stays within the agreed framework, then you need to have the framework of the, 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 the freedom to make your own decisions. So when that's in place, that's for us a very good starting point for a new investment. Sounds good. Time flies when you're having fun and we're about to wrap it up. Armand, is there something you still want to mention about the development within the redevelopment within Rijswijk? Or do you still have a call to action for someone? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll come to Rijswijk. Yeah. It's, uh, well, one of the unique selling points, it used to be the uh, what we were talking about uh, before is uh, the, the unique selling point also of Rijswijk for a decision of companies to uh, locate themselves somewhere. It was uh, car mobility of car uh, connectivity, you could say, and uh, specifically Rijswijk uh, alongside the A4. That's that's a big uh, point and and also a unique selling point. But uh, we have to rethink that, and also uh, the society has to rethink it uh, because uh, uh, car mobility cannot uh, in this dense area be the unique selling point anymore. And happily, uh, lots of companies uh, wanting to be attractive for new employees are not looking. Any more to only car mobility, uh, car mobility, but specifically also to public transport and landscaping. And it, the area of a company has to be attractive. Uh, it has to offer uh, stuff, and that's what we are uh, uh, trying to uh, make here and create here. And it, that's absolutely a thing. What's going to uh, be in the term for five to ten years, uh, and uh, but also uh, hopefully uh, sooner with the uh, welcoming of. Uh, um, of some great tenants. Yeah. Jacques, you weren't at the table about four or five years ago when these two people were discussing about the new plans of the redevelopment, but you are right now. What is your final golden giveaway to them? What should they, should they really emphasize on the upcoming years? I think they all do already doing it uh, because um, one of the things is that when you look at the young people, at the talented uh, people, um, like we, we said just before, um, 
they have completely different requirements from 20, 30 years um, ago. And so you, you need new spaces uh, for these uh, people. And uh, that makes um, that science parks might be under pressure. And I think that uh, this type of development uh, can be an answer um, to these new uh, requirements. And on the other hand, um, uh, it's kind of warning to uh, to science parks to find new ways uh, to attract this um, uh, this young talent. Just like that. Well, I'm not not completely agree, uh, Jacques. I think that that um, science parks will only grow bigger and get more attention and that the interest in investing in science parks will only grow in the next few years. I think that this is uh, also uh, underpinned by the growing demand for space. Uh, we do see a lot of capital inflow into the market. Uh, many investors are interested in, uh, in drug discovery, in finding uh, answers and solutions for societal challenges. So we do see um, also, the demographic trend that people get older and older, and there's more attention for well-being of people, and and also health issues to be solved. So, to my opinion, um, there is still a huge gap between the availability of space and the demand for space. So, also in the coming years, I think that um, the number of, especially R and D locations, will only uh, increase, but I, I don't have doubts about uh, the, the 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 investments in science parks. Uh, what I would suggest is that it's uh, it would be good to look at the concept of a science park. Um, what chi what changes are needed uh, to meet the requirements of the young um, uh, people who like to work um, uh, over there? And one of them is, for example, uh, the reachability by um, uh, by public traffic which is often very bad at the, at the science park. It's about uh, multifunctionality. Uh, it's about housing, things like um, uh, like that. That's why uh, innovation districts um, uh, are in uh, the picture of the, the these young people um, now. So of that, course, I, I think that, that, that's that. a challenge yeah. for the science park. They gain in popularity, yes. Um, well, unfortunately, we have to pull out because otherwise the listeners will pull out because uh, it will be over time. But we spoke about Jacques Armand and Michel about the importance of a very fruitful public-private partnership. And also we we took some insight in the new redevelopment, what is going on in Rijswijk. A big ambition to pull in more and more people to use the city of Rijswijk. And uh, we also spoke about the importance of the governance model in order to work together to make it happen. That's it. We're going to wrap it up. You've been listening to a special mini-series about campus development, part of Building the Future, a podcast by Cadence Science Partner. And thanks to our guests, Armand van der Laar, Elderman at the municipality of Rijswijk, Jacques van Dintre, president of IADP, and Michel Leemhuis, CEO of Cadence Science Partner. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. If you want to find out more about this podcast or our guests, go to cadence.com slash podcast. Here you'll also learn more about Cadence Science Partner and how it develops campuses throughout Europe, helping them to work on sustainable solutions for the future. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite app so you won't miss our upcoming episodes. Thanks for listening. My name is Rudy van Beurden.